Next on BYU Sports Nation, extra hype, medium hype, or no hype. Which way do you prefer your spring football? Another Cougar hoopster announces he is transferring. Who is it and what's the impact? Plus a conference championship night for the Gym Cats and day two of the tournament of BYU things. Beard cards or mustaches? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Friday. This is how we do it. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us on March 22nd. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Studio B's favorite bracket buster, Jerem Jordan. I haven't even looked to see how I did yesterday. I'm, I don't even know. Brackets are overrated because nobody has a perfect one, or it feels like that. Are you well, questioning my logic? Like life, right? We're just all trying hard. Warren Buffett, by the way, offered employees of his company a million dollars every year if they would pick even a perfect Sweet 16. Not the whole tournament. If anybody could pick perfect to the Sweet 16, a million dollars every year. Year They call that the Bobby Bonilla, who gets paid like a million a year from the Mets forever. And he's like 68 <laughs> now. <laughs> it's a good life. There's no way he's that old. Can I get Bobby Bonilla's agent on the phone right now? By the way, did you see Ron Burgundy make an appearance last night in the LA Kings Sharks broadcast? I heard that, yeah. It was epic as usual. He was full on cheering for the Kings on air. Oh, no. Block that. <laughs> Love it. He yes. has his own podcast now. Bobby so Bonilla is 56, by the way. I was not off, not far off. I said 68. He's 56. I feel like that was kind of far off. And he's still making a lot of money, <laughs> probably. This is how we do your Friday show lineup. Sophomore linebacker for BYU football, Chaz Ayu, tells us what he's doing to go from mission shape to football shape. That in 15 minutes. Bat Cat Noah Hill takes us behind the plate of an outstanding pitching performance from Jordan Wood. The Cougar catcher joins us in a half an hour. And how much coaching do you actually need to give to one of the most dominant athletes on all of campus? We'll ask gymnastics assistant coach Natalie Brookman in 40 minutes. Let's do this. Here are your Friday BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football. We'll hold an open practice for the public tomorrow at 3 Eastern, 1 Mountain at the BYU West Campus, the old Provo High School property. An early look at the football team this season. Don't miss it. Free admission. Gates open at noon Eastern. Seven-seed BYU Women's Hoops plays 10-seed Auburn in Palo Alto in the NCAA tournament tomorrow, 3.30 Eastern on BYU Radio and ESPN2. The Cougars are looking for their first NCAA tournament win since 2014. BYU announces that guards Ryland, well, Ryland Bergerson is transferring. He averaged 1.9 points per game in 50 games over two seasons. The Cougars also announced Jasheer Hardnett is officially transferring, though he put it out on Twitter himself a little under two weeks ago. Number eight, men's volleyball survives Princeton in a five-set comeback at the Smithfield House. And he'll jump No, float. he's just floating. He'll keep it in. That's a pretty good float, though. Match point, Dixon. Oh. Hendrickson with the dig. Uh-oh. He showed up big. Fernandez! Oh. Yes! And it is over. Another Thursday, another comeback for BYU. Gabby Garcia Fernandez led the Cougars with 22 kills, seven of those in the fifth set. BYU hosts McKendry tonight, 9 Eastern on the W.TV. Then tomorrow, we have BYU and number two, Hawaii. 
who hasn't lost a set this season. That's an NCAA record 54 in a row. Could be 57 after tonight. 9 Eastern on BYU TV and the app tomorrow. It's a five-headline day, which takes us to the Batcats of BYU Baseball, who beat Portland big 10-1 to last night in the opener of a three-game weekend West Coast Conference Series. Pitcher Jordan Wood threw eight innings, allowed a single run. His ERA is now 1.54. The Cougars 15-5 and overall. Everything is wonderful. Game two tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio and the W.TV tomorrow. We have our BYU TV debut, the Batcats, hopefully trying to close out a sweep. At four, excuse me, three Eastern, one Mountain. Check out BYU TV and the radio broadcast. Jerem Jordan will be on the call yes. for that baseball debut on BYU yes. TV. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, excuse me, Flo. I'll have that with extra hype. Which is your preferred approach to BYU spring football, Jerem? Hyped up or low-key? Well, this spring has been pretty low-key, right? So that's uh, that made us wonder, what, what do you like more? What, do you like hyping a bunch of people? I think the hype of guys are all injured and recovering from injury. I think if Matt Bushman is playing, Moroni Laulu-Pututau is playing, Morlo Pini-Kato, who's, who's playing fully, um, Aleva Hifo, you know, a lot of these, Isaiah Kafusi, a lot of these guys, we go, oh, they look good, they look good, they're going to be even better. But a lot of those guys aren't playing, and so it's just kind of low-key. The one that's getting hype is Jaron Hall right now, who appears to be locking up that number two spot at quarterback behind Zach Wilson. I prefer the hype. Though. Yeah, I was going to say, are this you okay is, with that? No. This is the place of hype. Like, we live off that. Um, I would rather live off actual results. I would rather get more excited about the games played than the schedule before the season. But this seems to be a place where we get really excited about the schedule more than the actual results. Because we need better results to get excited about more results, right? The Wisconsin win was awesome last year. But, yeah, it's kind of been a low-key spring. And maybe that's, uh, maybe that's good for a team that's kind of trying to focus and get beyond a, a seven-win team. Right? It kind of reminds me of the super early movie trailer. Guardians of the Galaxy Part 4 coming December 2023. Where it's like, whoa, that's a long way away. But This isn't that long away. I know. I would away. rather have some hype and know something about it then no hype at all. We're part of that machine, by the yes. way. Yes. So, so we haven't been hyping up a lot of things in spring. So is it our fault, partially, that there's not a lot of hype? What's the latest uh, or the next Marvel movie to come out? Uh, Endgame? Yes, Endgame. Next but month. But when did you f- see the first little snippet or trailer for that? What was it, like a month or two? It's, been a, it's been a little while, right? But I would rather have that than not have anything on the radar. And I compare that to spring football where it's like, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, August 2019. Well, that, and that movie's unique because they're not going to show you a lot. And we haven't they're seen not a lot show from you. BYU football. Yeah. And it's what team to open up the season? Countdown to the Utes. Yeah, I didn't know how to do that one. 160. It's Utah to open the season, Wait, Jeremy. what? So I kind of feel like... It does compare to a blockbuster movie that we haven't seen a lot of in terms of BYU football. We've seen that. And the hype building up through spring football. There's not going to be hype for the Utah game to the same degree because BYU's lost eight in a row. So we're not going to be like, dude! We're like, dude? (laughs) Because we're all a little anxious, nervous about that one. Zach Moss is back and, yeah, let's say... Hey, ramp it up. Let's go. Transfer news. Tis the offseason for BYU Men's Hoops. And who knows who else might go. 
Joshir Hardnett and Ryland Bergerson are out. So what kind of impact do these transfers have on the BYU basketball program? My first reaction is it continues a trend that we have documented on this show, whether it be uh, transfers leaving early. There is uh, a number that is higher than we like. And by we, I mean you and I. I'm just used to it now. Annually leaving the BYU basketball program. Yeah, it's but the we whole have, sport. We have become calloused to this a little bit. And you're right. It is most of Division One basketball. That said, <sighs> It's hard to see guys go and wonder what could have been. I don't know how much Ryland Bergerson and Jashir Hardnett are going to be missed in terms of impact on this team, but it just made me think about the guys that left previous. Jordan oh, it's one Chapman, thing to lose Jake Toulson. Yes, the WAC player there, right. Jake Toulson, and Jordan Chapman at Boston College. And what's Peyton Dassert going to do at Oregon State? It made me think about those guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, like potential starter real impact players. Yeah, and again, I don't know how much of an impact these specific two, Ryland Bergerson and Jashira Hardnett, will have leaving the BYU program, and that takes us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Bergerson and Hardnett combined for 10.2% of BYU's points last season. Not a huge number. And Hardnett was like 9.8 of that. Bergerson averaged under two points a game in two full seasons at BYU. Hardnett sat out, it felt like, the majority of the season. Yeah, he sat out all but the first two conference games and beyond. I think I think losing Josh Shear is a little bit of a blow in terms of a defender on the perimeter, a ball handler. I think TJ Howes got better because Josh Shear Hardnett wasn't in the lineup and he had to uh, figure th- some things out that way. I think TJ is better with the ball in his hands. Ryland Bergerson, we never really saw him take the jump that we thought he might make based on Dave Rose's comments late last year and early this year. So, um, yeah, good luck to those guys, uh, you know, wherever they land up. But I, I think it leaves room for other guys to kind of come in and, and see what they can do as well. What happens at the point guard position now? That is probably my oh. immediate question. Because oh, really? T.J. Haas well, and TJ's, Jesse Wade. So Jesse automatically steps in and takes over that backup role, or does Nick Emery? I, I think they can both run the okay. point. Yeah. Well, I, I know that Nick can, can do it. Well, I, he's not a natural point. No. But is Jesse Wade a natural point, or is he more of a shooting guard that they tried to make him at Gonzaga? Yeah, I, I think he can do either. I think TJ Howes your starting point guard, and then Jesse For Wade's sure. a starting yeah. shooting no, guard. No, I'm just looking at depth of point guard. Okay. What, what happens now that Jasheer Hardnett is gone? Is Jesse Wade now the natural fit for that yeah, backup I, point I, guard position? Yeah, I, I think you're good there. Check. No, Bergerson as, as a shooting guard, the question is, okay, who, who's, who's the guy there now? Trevin Nell and Colby Lafeson, do they fill that spot? Off missions. It's a big weekend for BYU athletics overall, Jerem. We already mentioned BYU men's volleyball hosting the BYU invite against McKendry tonight and number two Hawaii on Saturday. Let's take a set from those guys. They have not lost a set. <laughs> that Incredible. is unbelievable. NCAA record. BYU women's basketball in the NCAA tournament in mm-hmm. Stanford, not Palo Alto, California. And that 7-10 matchup with Auburn, yeah, it's the big dance for the ladies. So there are some definite things on the line there. BYU Women's Gymnastics in the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference Championships tonight. It has been owned by Boise State for the last few years. But BYU is only two places behind the Broncos in the rankings and beat them head-to-head. In fact, put up their highest score of the year in Boise with that 197. Hey, there's spring football happening for BYU. BYU baseball is 15-5. They're trying to take care of Portland and kind of 
move to the upper echelon of the WCC. There's so much going on. Jerem, which BYU team has the most to gain this weekend? Men's volleyball, because the non-conference resume could be really strong with a win over Hawaii. Oh, the, are you are you suggesting they might get an the, at-large bid if they win this match? If BYU wins against Hawaii, that would be huge on selection uh, Sunday okay. for figuring out if the men's volleyball team could get an at-large. Should BYU not win it? I think that BYU is is going to be playing on the road in the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation tournament. They're probably going to need to do something they haven't done, which is be good on the road. BYU's two and five away from Provo this year. This team's awesome at home, ten and one. They've struggled on the road. I think if they were able to beat Hawaii, that would that would send a shockwave through the NCAA that, hey, BYU's for real. But I think the NCAA is questioning, and, and we saw this in the ABCA poll. BYU only moved up one spot after beating number four UCLA and number six Pepperdine. I think people are skeptical of BYU away from Provo. I think BYU, people well, they, know they, BYU's they awesome in be. Provo. They should be. But away, that record's not been very good. So I, I think men's volleyball has a lot to uh, gain tomorrow night. Yeah, I like... Uh, and I they like... went five with Princeton. Like, what? That should have been a, a after sweep. After you dominated Pepperdine and had that remarkable comeback against UCLA. So it's just kind of a head-scratcher, right? You went five with Princeton but not Pepperdine? Exactly. Like, that's odd, What? Right? Like, mentally, what? I don't think BYU was super engaged in that. I think tonight... They need to be more engaged, and then uh, Saturday, Hawaii. Yeah, I, I, it's a valid argument. BYU volleyball against a team that hasn't lost a set. If the Cougars like, can this beat is an Hawaii, NCAA team. Like, that would be incredible. That said, it's still the regular season, and it's out of conference. And I want to lean towards NCAA tournament with BYU women's basketball because it's the NCAA tournament. But even then, I still feel like BYU has had a good season regardless of They don't if, need to win for they us win. to be like, yeah. that oh, was They had awesome. a great season, yeah. and they're young, and we're all like, they bring back everybody basically next year. So Juddy's got a lot coming back. For me, it's BYU women's gymnastics because it's been 15 years since they've been anywhere near the top of a conference. And this year they have a legitimate shot on their home floor in the Marriott Center to finally beat Boise State and position for a way better seating in the approaching NCAA regionals. This is the last chance for the Gym Cats, led by Shannon Evans and her Super Mario routine, to close out Boise State and take care of business at home. It's an off-the-radar sport, I know, but if we're talking about purely the most to gain, a conference championship is on the line. They haven't done it in forever, and they're finally relevant nationally again. So for me, it's the Gym Cats. Which is one of the best nicknames on campus. Yeah, absolutely. We've got the Bat Cats, we've got the Gym Cats, and we still need to uh, figure out a few other ones. But, hey... You tell us which BYU team has the most to gain this weekend. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Moser BYU answers on Instagram. BYU women's basketball for sure. They can prove themselves to the country this weekend and set the precedent for next season. See, I feel like they've already set the precedent because, in my opinion, they're way ahead of schedule. I was not anticipating that this team... Would yeah, this is gravy. Make the NCAA tournament, and if they did, I thought like a twelve or a thirteen seed and sneaking in, like they were, for the highest seed in program history. They were a lock. They're ahead of schedule, so to me, they've already they've already hit the mark and set them up for potentially being picked to win the WCC next season. Yeah, and that, and that's very exciting. The NCAA tournament certainly an opportunity. If BYU beats Auburn Monday, they will likely play Stanford at Stanford, a two seed, which will be a tremendously tough match. Hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, day two of the Tournament of BYU Things. We have a facial hair match. <laughs> it's a loaded sentence there. 
Next, Jason Shepard goes one-on-one with BYU sophomore linebacker Chaz Ayu. What kind of pressure does he feel playing a legacy position for BYU, and how does he feel after his mission? This is BYU Sports Nation. At BYU Radio, we're trying to make it easy. When you're traveling around, you can find BYU Radio on Sirius XM Channel 143 or in northern Utah on 107.9 FM. You can also listen on your smartphone with the BYU Radio app. Just a couple of taps, and you've got our live stream. Or you can find past episodes under the show tab. You can also find our shows wherever you get your podcasts. BYU Radio. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The 15th-ranked BYU gymnastics team hosts the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Championships tonight. Number 13, Boise State. Number 25, Southern Utah, the Flippin' Birds. And number 41, Utah State. Watch at 8 Eastern tonight on BYU TV and the app. Live from Studio B on a Friday, and this is how we do it. Your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. The party's here on the West side. Party. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to watch it wherever and however you prefer. Our question of the day. Which BYU team has the most to gain this weekend? We laid out everything in our opening segment. We didn't mention football. Spring football, Mm -hmm. men's volleyball, gymnastics, women's basketball in the NCAA tournament, BYU baseball rolling at Colton Palmer Underscore Palmer 3 on Instagram answers. BYU Volleyball. If they beat Hawaii, they will move up three or four rankings to be five or four in the nation. Hashtag BYUSN. I could see that. Yeah. I don't know if I care so much about the ranking as I do about the point that you brought up. That a win like this could sway the committee to put BYU in as an at-large contender for the tournament. Yeah, and they'd be really hot coming down the stretch. BYU has three more matches left after this. It's crazy. In the regular season. Already to that point. Yeah. Watch it live on BYU TV Saturday night, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. Jerem Jordan, Steve Vale, and Lauren McLean on the call. Hashtag BYUSN again on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to answer our question of the day. BYU sophomore linebacker Chaz Ayu is back. Returned from his mission mid-last football season. I spoke with him on the sideline during the BYU-Utah game, and he said, man, it's so hard to watch this and not be able to play, but I know I'm not in condition to play right now, but still I want to be out there with my brothers. Ayu is not only transitioning from his mission trip, but he's moving positions from safety to linebacker. We'll hear about all of this as Jason Shepard goes one-on-one in BYU Football All-Access. Chaz, you're kind of like the man of the hour today. You've already done a couple interviews. I know there's other people lining up to talk to you. Are you used to all this attention? You know, I'm used to it. I mean, it doesn't mean I always like it, but (laughs) I'm used to it. Well, and, and that's something, I mean, you, this is, you're a player that when you signed with BYU, I mean, it was a really big deal. Do you ever really get used to that? Is that something that, uh, that just like you kind of have to train yourself with football, you kind of have to train yourself to deal with all that? You know, you don't really think about it too much. I mean, right when you get on campus, you're, you're locked in right away. You know, you see a lot of dudes that were the top performers in their states and their schools. And so you kind of just get ultra competitive. You know, you kind of just zone everything out and just get, get back to playing ball. Well, and you were telling me as we were walking over to, to set up for this interview that you're losing your voice a little bit, that uh, you're starting to go a little hoarse. I, I assume that's not because of all the interviews. I assume that's because of yelling out those defensive calls, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Always a lot of yelling, a lot of talking. So it's easy to get lose your voice out here. <laughs> How has 
camp gone. This is week three. You guys have a, uh, an open practice coming up at the end of the week. But overall, we'll go with you personally first. Then we'll ask about the team, the defense specifically. But for you personally, how has is, how is spring ball gone for you? It's gone really good. You know, from the first day to now, I've learned a lot. Uh, the first day I was super rusty, uh, kind of lost, running around in circles. But right now I feel like I'm able to, you know, call plays and be able to direct other dudes as well on where to go. So I feel like mentally I've been able to really pick it up a lot. And the defense in general, where do you guys think you've made some of the, the biggest improvements just in the last couple of weeks? Um, you know, at the beginning of camp, we were kind of, everyone was kind of just doing their own thing. Um, everyone was trying to impress the coaches, you know, trying to, you know, get their spot as well as learn the defense. And so we're kind of just running around. But as you can see, like, we're really tying together now um, just in the last couple of weeks. And so it's been good. I heard you uh, talking with the general media, and, and you were talking about – you know, being able to have some other guys that have been in the program a little bit longer to kind of rely on, even though you're all trying to compete for the same job, that you all have that right mindset that we're all teammates, but we're all competing as well. Right. Yeah, all of us are competing, but everyone understands that this is a team sport and everyone has a specific role. And so as much as you do want to be in front of the guy that's in front of you, you also got to help lift him up and, you know, keep encouraging them, keep teaching them as well. So. You're playing linebacker, and towards the end of your freshman season, you were kind of playing that hybrid safety linebacker, so it's not anything that's completely foreign to you, but as a, as a linebacker now, how has that transition been for you? Um, you know, it's been good. It's, it's something more natural to me. Uh, my dad and uncles always told me in high school I'd end up at linebacker. I never believed them, and then freshman year came, and I was moved down right away. So, But it's been a good transition. I like it a lot. Family knows best. They always seem to know. It, it kind of bugs everybody when they're right, but they know, don't they? Oh, it bugs me the most. They always, they always have something to say, and it usually is right. So, <laughs> Well, and take me back to your freshman season. How much being able to play, how much do you think that has helped you coming off the mission and being able to be back in this position, how much just getting those reps as a freshman do you think has helped you so far? You know, it helps me a lot. You know, there's not really a question of what I'm going to see. I don't have to worry about how big or nothing. Not that that bothers me at all, but, you know, going against LSU, Mississippi State, you know, I played some, some big teams, and so I have a lot of confidence as far as who I'm going to be playing next year and what kind of um, intensity and level I need to play at. Your mission was to Rancho Cucamonga, California. What, did, uh, what was the reaction Obviously, there's probably some BYU fans that knew who you were, but when people find out you're a BYU football player, what was usually the reaction? Um, you know, they were pretty – down there, BYU football isn't as big. I mean, I was in a little more of a, a poorer part of California, um, above Rancho, a little bit north, so they didn't know too much. But as far as the missionaries and the other people out there, they knew who I was before I came. So they're all, like, making bets and hoping that I would be the one that they got to train when I first got out there. So Did anybody challenge you to some, some football on a P-Day or anything like that? Uh, you know, I did play a couple times. I played against some of the kids out there, and it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I gave some gloves away to some kids down there just for fun because, you know, he beat me in a, in a route. So <laughs> it, was, it was fun. So you got back, I believe, in October last year. So when you came home, you were able to be around the team and kind of soak in what the team was going through towards the end of the year. What was that like to be back and, but to kind of be a little bit removed from it? It, to be honest, it was a little hard, you know, because in my mindset, I, was, I wasn't gone very long. But, I mean, 10 months, 9 months, or whatever it was, you know, to them, it's, it's forever. And so coming back, it was kind of like I was outside of the circle and everything. Um, but they were really accepting, you know. They didn't judge me or anything like that or ask too many questions about everything. But they were really loving and 
So it was, it was good. Well, and you said like within a week of coming back, you were back training, trying to get back into shape. How much of how much of that was physical, and how much of it was going from a mission and now being back in football and trying to retrain your mind that way? You know, I'm still kind of working through that right now. Um, I wanted to work out the next week after that because um, I had a lot of physical problems that were happening, and I knew the fitter I was, the, the easier they'd heal and stuff. So it's been good. But as far as being back and um, getting my mission legs and everything gone. It's been it's been good, you know. My my legs aren't fully 100 percent, but they're coming. <laughs> What's uh, is there been any significant differences you've noticed from say your freshman season to what you witnessed on the defensive side towards the end of last year, and now what you're running here in spring? Um, you know, not not too many differences. Um, to me, it's a little bit more dumbed down, a little more um, simple. You know, we only have like four or something calls. You know, it's not a lot right now. Um, so it's been it's been easy to pick up. It's just you know, just deepen my knowledge with it. So, Well, I don't need to tell you. You certainly know the history of linebackers at BYU. What does it mean to you to be part of a group that has been one of the most dominant positions here in Provo? You know, it's a real blessing, you know, just to know that there's other dudes that have, that have been in my shoes and have made it to the top level that everyone's shooting for. And so it just makes me want to work that much harder, you know, especially carrying on Van Noy's number, number three. So I'm going to try to match his game maybe a little bit more. So. Do you, a, do, you have an oper- do you have a relationship with Kyle? Do you, do you, have you talked to him? Do you have that kind of a relationship? No, not at all. <laughs> would, you, would you ever try and reach out to Kyle? And any alumni, really, I mean, that, that have played the position. Do you, is that something that you look to do is to reach out to former players? You know, I would love to talk to as many people as I could. Um, the more knowledge, the better. And so it only helped me to uh, get to know Kyle and what he saw and what he knows now, especially being in the league. So for sure, I'd love to talk to a lot of the um, alumni. Well, beyond just the, the former players that have played that position, you look at the talent that's at the linebacker core this year. There's a lot of talent here. I know there's some guys that are sitting out uh, spring because of some injuries, just more precaution. But you look at the talent coming back. Uh, you do lose some players, but there's a lot of talent coming back. Oh, yeah. We're a very young team, and there's, we're still young, even with the young guys that are coming from last year. Um, there's a lot of dudes that are rotating in and out that are freshmen, sophomores. So, you know, the, f- the future looks really bright, you know, for us. We were talking about your family at the beginning of the interview. I'm, I'm curious. I want to ask you this question in two parts. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask it this way first. What's the worst part about playing on the football team where your dad is part of the staff? You can't get away with anything. You know, he's over academics, so my dad sees my grades. Every, every week he does a report, so I can't slip in that. And then my uncle's on the field. And if I, you know, I don't run hard enough one play, he's in my ear about it. So, you know, they don't let me slack at all. So are they, are they tougher on you because you're family? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, they don't have to hold anything back with me because I can't do anything about it. So, All right, so the other side of the coin, then, is what's the best part of having family on the staff? You know, they're both very knowledgeable. You know, even my dad, who's not a coach, he knows a lot about football. Um, that was his whole goal in coming here was to coach. But uh, my uncle, who's been played in college football before, he knows the ins and outs of everything. So I get a little extra coaching at our little family gatherings and stuff. And you know, it never goes away. You never can get away from it, can you? No, I mean, Sunday night, my uncle came over to my house and we were watching film. And so instead of relaxing, just hanging out, we were watching film and getting to, you know, learn more about it. So, Well, Chaz, I know uh, fans are excited to have you back, excited to see uh, what you bring to this, uh, to this defense. Thanks for taking a few minutes. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Chaz Ayu with Jason Shepard, BYU Football All Access. He says his legs aren't 100%, but to quote him, but they're coming. You know, I'm gathering that because everyone is different, it's typically like nine months to a full year 
But I, I would say that mo- mostly it's like a full year transition, especially to get back in football shape once you get off your mission. Yeah, it is a real challenge because uh, you're not training your body at the same level you were in even high school or if you played at BYU before. In fact, Kelly Papinga a few years ago, we asked him, the linebackers coach, I said, would you rather take a return missionary or a kid straight out of high school? And I thought it would be a return missionary because they were two years older. And sure. Mature. He said, oh, the kid out of high school is ready to go. The kid off a mission, it takes a minute, right? And we saw that with Gavin Baxter in basketball, right? We see it with other people in uh, other sports, right? Football physically, I mean, there's, there's skill involved for sure, but physically, especially on defense, you've got to be just like brute strength if you're one of those uh, front seven. It is perfect that mission trips are on topic, Jaron, because that was one of our topics yesterday as we opened up day one yeah. of the Tournament of BYU Things, which takes us to day two. The results from day one in our two matchups, we had Cosmo, everyone's favorite mascot. Is he America's favorite mascot? He might be. Taking on the parking police at BYU. Let me guess who won this one. In a shocker, Cosmo advances with 93% of the vote. I'm surprised that the parking police got 7% of the vote. Who voted for the parking police? (laughs) There there are almost 500 votes. There are almost 500 votes. And then, yeah, that's like 30 people that voted for the parking police. And then mission trips beat the Wilk. Interesting. Yes. Huh. I told you yesterday that people would go with the sentimental and the growing and learn and development process over the Wilkinson Center. Now, uh, yeah, there are a lot of rumors flying about mission trips and length of mm-hmm. mission trips. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see in a couple weeks Conference at the uh, General Conference if anything yeah, crazy. What What do you like more in terms of announcements? Uh, Big 12 BYU stuff or general conference now? We'll discuss after the break. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Day two matchups. Beard card versus well-groomed mustache. Ah, uh, yes. This feels like one of those a sneaky 5-12 matchups, Who really Jared? loves a, a well-groomed mustache, though? Well, here's the thing. It's kind of gross. Let's be the honest. The mustaches. This is coming from someone who's grown a mustache on this show. They become. Well, that's because you don't like your specific mustache. No, no, no. I don't like any mustache. But if you're Trent Pratt of BYU baseball, like... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I don't really like any mustaches, including my own. Beard card? Who's not a fan of the beard card? Oh, man. If you have the beard card, you're like. I'm a fan of the beard card. You're like the big man on campus. Yes. But mustaches have developed like this funky trend at BYU because. Out of necessity, because you can't have a beard. Is it necessity, or is it just like, well, if I can grow a mustache, I'm going to grow a mustache? It's how close can I get to the line? Exactly. Because a line has been drawn. It's the edge. It's that edgy thing with really the honor a mustache code. is edgy. <laughs> okay, and then stretch Y versus hiking the Y. Getting to the top is cool, but the hike is tough. And the stretch Y is dope. That's my favorite logo. But people love the grind and the lessons that can be learned as the they traverse the mountain. The only people that love the, the grind are the health. Instagram stars. Oh, who Kyle are like, Collinsworth Look at is me. Kyle at the Collinsworth gym. is voting for hiking the Y. <laughs> yes, he is. And he doesn't have a shirt on, probably. <laughs> Those are your day two matchups. Cosmo and Mission Trips advancing. I feel like Mission Trips over the Wilk is like a 9 over an 8 or like a 10 over a 7. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like the phrase of Mission Trips. If you said a mission, no, no, no. it's different. The Mission Trips. Yeah, Mission Trips. <laughs> Vote. It's available now. BYU Sports Nation Twitter account. Let it be heard, people. You decide who advances in our Tournament of BYU Things bracket. We'll see if the parking police votes today as well. Coming up, the Batcats are 15-5 and five through the first 20 to start the season. We'll chat with Noah Hill ahead of Game 2 with Portland tonight. He enjoyed a fantastic performance from his starting pitcher, Jordan Wood. What's it like to 
manage a game like that as the catcher? We'll talk to him and ask him that next. This is BYU Sports Nation. You know by now that FOMO is the fear of missing out. FOMO will make you reach for your phone to check social media 5, 15, maybe 50 times a day. But maybe what you really want is JOMO, the joy of missing out. And finding that joy might mean putting that phone in its place. Learn how to break up with your phone. Friday on Constant Wonder, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on BYU Radio. The women's basketball team is dancing with Auburn in the first round of the NCAA tournament tomorrow. Listen to the Cougars and Tigers tomorrow on BYU Radio at 3.30 Eastern time. You can watch it on ESPN2 as well. It's in Stanford, not Palo Alto, California. Stanford. Get it right. BYU Baseball just beat Portland 10-1 to to open up a weekend West Coast Conference Series. Game 2 tonight. Watch it on the W.TV. Listen on BYU Radio, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain Time. The catcher for BYU Baseball, who really watched an amazing performance from his pitcher, Jordan Wood, last night. Noah Hill is with us here in Studio B. What's up, Noah? How's it going, man? It's good. Thanks first, for having me, guys. First time in studio, right? Yeah, first time. It's great first to have time. you here. Yeah, so, welcome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. What's it like to manage a game when your ace is dealing like Jordan Wood was last night? Gave up one run. His ERA is 1.54. He's having an amazing season. How is that for you behind the plate? Oh, it's, it's a ton of fun. Uh, with Woody, we know what we're going to get every time. Consistency is his biggest thing. And he's his biggest critic. So, you know, being behind the plate for him, he makes it easy for me. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. Now, the pitch is coming in from the dugout to you. You're signaling to Jordan, right? Mm-hmm. How yeah. often does he wave that off? Um, he only did it once last night, oh. and he actually gave up the double. And so he, <laughs> he, he, came, he came in, and he was like, that's my bad, that's my bad. <laughs> but, like, um, immediately, you know, and he, he'll do it, you know, two, three times a game. Um, but usually, you know, him and me and Shaw, we're all really in sync, and it's just a lot of fun being back there, especially when he's on the mound. What's the reaction like uh, from the coaching staff? When he waves a call off like that and a double gets ripped. <laughs> um, you know, really, like, Coach Littlewood and Coach Shaw, they're like, if a pitcher doesn't feel comfortable throwing what I call, they have full confidence that if you have intent and you have purpose on throwing the, the pitch you want to throw, then you throw it. And if, you know, you give up a bomb, then you give up a bomb. But, you know, it is what it is. And as long as you had a reason and purpose behind it, they're totally okay. Have you always been a catcher? I've kind of done both or been a utility my whole life so like my first two years here I kind of played more second base and then the last two years behind the plate but just you know I don't mind playing anywhere you know anywhere on the field that I can help the team get a win do you have a preference because this you're you you're a senior now but you played a lot you've been the starting catcher yeah uh behind the plate so much fun uh you're kind of in the pitch in the play every game um and it's it's really a chess match back there and so for me yeah probably behind the plate is probably the best you ever take a pitch in the palm and just have to make sure no one knows <laughs> yeah a lot of times like, you, oh, you, get, you take them off the thumb you take a foul ball and and you just can't show any emotion you just got to ask for another one and and keep it rolling so <laughs> yes sir can you give me another ball <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah Noah Hill with us, BYU baseball catcher. The Batcats rolling right now, 15-5. and five. How would you explain the first 20 games of the season for this program? Uh, it's been a lot of fun, um, but I think there's definitely room to grow. Uh, we, we've made some mistakes that have cost us games, and, and, uh, but right now we're in a good place. I think we can get better each and every day, and that's our focus every day is to just come in and get 1% better every day. Coach talks about that a lot, um, and just doing anything we can to get a win. 
each time we step on the field. So, uh, Last season was a 22-win season. There was a lot of discussion about cultures. Some guys left. Some guys were asked to leave, right? It, it was a, a big offseason. So what's been the biggest difference between last year and this year? Uh, last year was frustrating, to say the least. Uh, we just had a lot of guys who were not all in, um, to put it simply. And that's our, kind of our motto this year. And this year we don't have that problem at all. Um, you know, whether it's a guy coming in off the bench late or a different guy getting put in the lineup, you know, tonight or tomorrow, it doesn't matter. Every guy in that in that clubhouse has belief in whoever's put in the lineup. And that's the biggest thing that, that has brought us success, success so far and will carry us through the rest of the year. One of those guys that uh, came off the bench late was Jaron Hall against Utah Valley. Yeah. Um, what is your observation of Jaron Hall and his contribution specifically to the baseball team while he manages this whole dual sport madness? Yeah, Jaron's a grinder. He really is. Um, he sh- he comes and gets his work whenever he can when he's not with football. And even after the game last night, first thing he did, sat down on his iPad and was watching film from football practice that day. And I love that because the guy just works his butt off to do anything he can to help both teams. And that's just awesome to have a, a guy like that in the clubhouse. That's cool because he could be a diva and it would probably be okay because yeah. he's a quarterback, right? Yeah. But he's putting in the time and that's awesome. So describe to us the other night, you guys are at Utah Valley. This is this is a crazy game. It ends up being 14-13. In comes Jaron, right, in the third. Like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Like, yeah. he's suited up. And then he's inserted in uh, to the lineup in the 10th and gets the game-winning hit. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome to just know that, you know, and I think him being a quarterback helps that. Because he's just fearless. He can say, hey, I'm, I can go in whenever. Because that happens in football. You know, that whoever's you know, in front of him or behind him could go down any instant, and he's got to be ready to go. And that's so much true in baseball as well. And I think him just being able to, to come in and, and be relaxed in the moment and know that this is a huge moment and we need a hit here, and it just come through was awesome. Noah Hill, BYU baseball catcher with us in Studio B, part of our Friday BYU Sports Nation. If – you had your choice as a catcher. Would you rather gun down someone trying to steal or hit a home run? Oof. Um, I've never hit a home run for BYU, so I think that would be cool. But as far as, like, in-game, gunning a guy down just can completely bring the momentum back to our side. And I think that's something that, that like, every catcher loves, that feeling just saying, hey, no, you're not going to take one on me today. And especially if it's a strike him out throw him out that like, you know, you could be losing by two and that could just co- totally flip the tide and give us all the momentum. So, I'd probably say throwing a guy out for and sure. From your knees too. You don't even get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not I'm not yeah, no way. No way. I'll leave that to the pros, but hey, it's it's great to have you, man. Yeah, and good luck tonight. Yeah, uh, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Radio WTV. Tomorrow's our BYU TV debut. Um tomorrow at 3 Eastern. Um and of course on the radio. Yeah. Let's give you the uh, BYU Sports the Nation karma. You've he, got a 15-game hit streak going. I thought we weren't going to talk about it. No. The karma is powerful. <laughs> the karma is powerful. You'll have a hit tonight. Yeah, good luck. It's going to happen. Okay. And way to walk against Utah Valley so that uh, that didn't count. That was great. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate having okay, me Okay, good on. luck. And if you don't have a hit, it's Chad Lewis's fault that you didn't get <laughs> it. It's Chad Lewis's fault? Nice. Love it. Chad's the best. He's a great guy. Thanks, Thanks Noah. Noah. Thanks, guys. Okay, coming up, can the men's volleyball team take a set off Hawaii tomorrow night and maybe even win the match? Plus, it's a huge weekend for BYU Gymnastics. They're hosting the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference Championships. Assistant Coach Natalie Brookman joins us in studio next. She's ready to roll. Can you do a back handspring right now, Coach? This is Not enough space Nation. in here. Don't do it. Not enough space. <laughs> 
Do you want BYU Radio at your fingertips? Simply download the BYU Radio app and get complete access to all things BYU Radio. The app is free and available for all smartphones. Find it on the App Store or download it right from our website. Want to know when your favorite shows air? Click on the Schedules tab. You can listen live or, if you missed the last episode, play it right from the app. Take BYU Radio with you wherever you go. BYU Radio. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow night, number eight, BYU men's volleyball host number two, Hawaii, who has an NCAA record 54-set win streak this year. They haven't lost one. Nine Eastern on BYU TV and the app. Welcome back on a Friday to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. Which BYU team has the most to gain this weekend? Jerem says men's volleyball. I'm going with women's gymnastics. It would be fantastic if both just were amazing. Everyone can win. Let's go. That's true. Tammy Wilson answers on Facebook. Men's volleyball, the women's basketball team, and gymnastics have been good all season, but a win against Hawaii could show that men's volleyball is on track again. Yeah, it'd be nice. They it'd just be, need a road win. Be, they need a big road win. Yeah. And then well, I'll be like, okay. It'd be amazing. Now you're back. They don't track. have a big road game left. Oh, that's true. Yeah. They don't. In the regular season, perhaps in the MPSF tournament. There's an opportunity there for sure if uh, if it comes to that. Joining us now, speaking of BYU gymnastics and a lot to gain, is assistant coach Natalie Brookman. Natalie, welcome back to Studio B. Hi. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Big meet tonight. Uh, the so MRGC big. Championships. Uh, very yes. exciting. Yes. Yeah, we're way excited. BYU's ranked 15th. It feels like uh, it's been essentially 15 years since the Cougars have been this nationally relevant. Why the turnaround this year? You, you kind of got on the move last year, got up to number 17, yeah. but you've taken that next step. How did you do that? Well, it's been years in the making, I think. We've been building, 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 and we have a team this year that's just getting the job done. And that's, you know, talking into talking about a big meet tonight, we're just going in really focused on the task and that's how this team works they just they're a good talented group and they work so hard and I think like two three years of really hard work is just kind of paying off now Natalie the answer is good coaching right uh yes (laughs) yes you have some tremendous uh gymnasts and let's talk about that so Shannon Evans is obviously kind of the headliner yeah she the best gymnast in the conference you think she is. Uh, last night, all conference awards came out, and she is the highest all-around average in our conference. So, yes, so t- she is. Technically and actually. Actually, yeah. yes. And she's entertaining, too. It's one thing to be technically sound. It's another to be an entertainer. She has both. It is. And college gymnastics is so different than club that way because in club, it's so about technique, right? But you come to college, and you've got to be able to perform it and put it on the floor and engage a crowd and get those judges to love you. And she just has them wrapped around her pinky. I mean, she, <laughs> she loves the limelight. And so it's fun to have a gymnast like that that wants the limelight. She doesn't look stressed. She looks like she's having fun. She and, does. And she, this year has been an amazing year for her. It has. So she throws down essentially a perfect vault, and we just saw it on the BYU TV side moments yeah. ago, um, that had a start value of 995. And I want to point out that in, when it happened, I was like, okay, that's a 10. Uh-huh. That that's a ten. There was nothing wrong with that ball. So when it came out as a nine nine five, I was like, "Hey, I know what's the matter? Give her a ten. But you pointed out because you are 
the technical expert that the star value was a nine. Well, yeah, five. I want credit where credit yes. is due, right? Yes. That was it a, was a perfect vault. It was a perfect vault. And she's done some very nearly perfect vaults this year, but that one was perfect and everyone in the place knew it, right? So she put that down. You saw my husband jump up. You saw her husband jump up. He's freaking out. <laughs> All the husbands were and jumping. when it came up 995, you know, we, we expected it because it was such a good vault. That's super cool. Abby Miner is uh, top three in the conference in the vault and floor. What do you expect? tonight from Abby. Yeah, and she's second team on Beam all conference. And so, um she's a surprise because last year she wasn't even competing Beam. Um and then Vault and Floor, she's a powerhouse. And she again, she's like Shannon, she's loving that limelight right now and she's improved her gymnastics a ton this year. She put in a really good summer and um got her vault bigger than we've ever seen it and she's finding landings now and so she's one to watch for sure. You were on the team when BYU was kind of in this uh, rarefied air of being top 15 and mm-hmm. being in, in contention to go to nationals and whatnot, yeah. how has your experience as a gymnast back then helped you prepare these girls for the build and the grind and the hope of getting back to that level? Yeah, I, I mean, I think Gard and Brogan and I all have that experience, and um, we just know what that takes. And it's at a lot of different levels. Number one, just the amount of hard work and um, – the perfection that you have, the level of perfection you have to get to. Um, the other part of it is the emotional part of it and the mental training that goes with that and knowing how to handle big situations. And I think that our girls are very comfortable with that this year. Um, I think we've trained them to be really mentally strong. And so they go into meets and they're just like, we're, we're doing what we do. And, um, practice almost feels a little harder sometimes than a meet feels. And I think that's a good thing because then they just go in and they're relaxed. So, all right, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. I love it. For the yeah, Mountain Room Gymnastics Conference Championship. And, and yes. it's a little earlier than normal, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain, for those two yes. in are going. Right? Yeah, 6 o'clock tonight. Yeah. Teams will march out at like 10 till, so be yeah. there early. All right. Three Quad top meet. 25 teams. Let's go. Fantastic. Yes. Let's go. Strong I conference. You signed this you signed particular our flag. Sailor Kook flag. I know you signed the other flag. I think it was the old flag. one. Yeah, I signed the old one. Do you mind signing sign this one? one. Yes. We need your signature. Hey, thank you guys. Thanks, Natalie. Awesome, thanks. Coming up, brackets, championships, and food trucks in today's whip around. That sounds fantastic to me. <laughs> I want a food truck in the studio. And it's all about the feel goods in today's rise and shout outs. From Japan to the NBA, this is BYU Sports Nation. Top of mind keeps you up to date, not just on the big headlines, but also cutting-edge research, how new laws and court rulings affect you, the latest trends in art and culture, the history that puts current events in context. If it's top of mind, we'll talk about it in depth. Catch us daily at our new time, 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific on BYU Radio. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation and a shout out to today's guests, Chaz Ayu of BYU Football, Noah Hill of BYU Baseball, and assistant coach Natalie Brookman from BYU Women's Gymnastics. If you miss any of the show, download the podcast, BYUSN.com, to watch full episodes. Dennis Pitta, ain't nobody got time for that. Let's whip it. <laughs> Whoops! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Holds its open practice tomorrow at 3 Eastern 1 Mountain at the BYU West Campus Field, a.k.a. Old Provo High. Admission is free. There will be some food trucks there, so Eric Mateos is going to have lunch provided, I think. Jordan Leslie and the Salt Lake Stallions of the Alliance of American Football play the San Antonio Commanders 
in San Antonio, Saturday, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain on NFL Network. The playoff pushes on, Jerem. Is it? Men's basketball. BYU announces guard Ryland Bergerson is transferring. He averaged 1.9 points in 50 games in two seasons. The Cougars also officially announced Jashir Hardnett is leaving as well. Volleyball. Number eight, BYU survives Princeton in a five-set comeback at the Smithfield House. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez led BYU with 22 kills, seven of those in the fifth set. BYU hosts McKendry tonight, 9 Eastern. Watch it on the W.TV. Then tomorrow night, back on BYU TV, the Cougars and number two Hawaii, who hasn't lost a set this season, 9 what? Eastern. Jerem Jordan, Steve Vail, R. McLean on the call. Women's basketball. Seven seed Brigham plays 10 seed Auburn in Palo Alto in the NCAA tournament tomorrow, 3.30 Eastern on BYU Radio and ESPN2. Is it, is, is it in Palo Alto or Gymnastics. Stanford? Gymnastics. It's in Stanford. It's in Stanford. It's by Palo Alto. Yes. BYU Women's Gymnastics ranked 15th, hosting the Mountain Room Gymnastics Conference Championships at the Marriott Center tonight, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain. You can watch it all for free. Baseball. Fat Cats beat Portland 10-1, game one of a three-game series last night, led by an outstanding pitch, uh, pitching performance from Jordan Wood, who went eight innings, one earned run. Game two is tonight, 8 Eastern, on BYU Radio and the W.TV. Game three is tomorrow on BYU TV, our season debut of course, uh, 3 Eastern and on BYU Radio as well. Golf. The BYU women currently tied for ninth place at the Hockey, Hawkeye El Tigre Invitational. Maria Jose Bernal Cavijo is the top Cougar oh. tied for sixth at one under par. The Cougars rolling on the links today. Track and field. The outdoor season continues as the Cougars hit up the Aztec Invitational in San Diego today and tomorrow. Tennis. Men's Tennis. Speaking of rolling teams, takes on Gonzaga this afternoon in Spokane, 5 Eastern. Portland tomorrow at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. The Cougars have won 11 matches in a row, ranked number 31 in the country. Women's tennis hosts Gonzaga today at 2 Eastern on the BYU Outdoor Courts. Soccer. And last but not least, the women's team continues preseason play tomorrow in the Arizona State Tournament against Arizona, 2 Eastern, Arizona State, 8 Time for today's Rise and Shoutouts. And mine goes to NBA rising star, second-year player, Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz, who after a loss in Atlanta found his fourth-grade teacher. Sorry, this was in New York, I believe. Or was this something? Whatever. He's on his, it's in Atlanta. Finds his fourth-grade teacher and her daughter, and awards her daughter a $25,000 scholarship. Very cool. As part of the Spida Foundation. That dude continues to impress. It's, it's one thing to be a superstar, but, man, he's approachable and so genuine. Like I love to see stuff like that. He's a like superstar. That. He really is. And mine goes to Ichiri, Ichiro Suzuki. Ichiro! Ichiro. Uh, big Mariners fan here. Ichiro uh, called it quits yesterday, retired. In Tokyo, as the Mariners played the first two games against the A's, really cool to see him play in his native country, in front of his native people, and uh, one of the greats, the greatest Japanese player of all time by far. He'll be uh, in Cooperstown in five seasons. Ichiro Suzuki Subarashi desu. <laughs> I don't know what yes, that means. Yes, he yeah. is. Uh, our question of the day. Back to BYU football, gymnastics, baseball, basketball, volleyball. Which team has the most to gain this weekend? Gary Oliver chiming in on Facebook. Women's basketball tournament results are always more relevant than the regular season. True, tournament results are relevant, but conference title on the line, and if BYU men's volleyball beats Hawaii, then that might book them a trip to the tournament. Yeah. 
Fun conversation exactly. for sure. The Elite Voice of the Day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years. From at CL underscore living, says, Can't the Sports Nation karma be used to help every team competing this weekend? Some teams, it, don't, it, it won't matter. <laughs> like, they'll either win regardless or lose regardless. <laughs> so, we'll, yeah. We'll do Everyone we can. We're, constant, we're constantly like, there's a reason we have these massive satellite dishes uh, atop. We're just constantly shooting out the car. We gave out the karma to Felipe Gibrito Ferreira yesterday, and it helped BYU survive in five sets. We gave it to Noah, five, gave geez. it to Natalie yeah. for gymnastics. We'll see. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUS. Hey, by the way, Stretch Y with an early 56-44% to 44% lead on hiking the Y in our, BYU, or our tournament of BYU things. For Jerem, I am Spencer. See you tonight, 80s and 6 Mountain, for the MRGC Championships on BYU TV and the app. Go Cougs.